Welcome back, everyone, to episode number 194 of Stream of Thought. And today, we start off with a conversation about haircuts. Both Victor and I have had very intimate experiences with haircuts in the past couple of weeks, and we want to share that with all of you. And then, distractions. Oh my goodness, we can get distracted so often. In fact, I'm kind of distracted right now. Now, <laughs> let me just jump in and save you, Ricks, if you're so distracted. We also talk about spa treatments. Yes. I'll tell you right now, both Ricks and I have received pedicures. They were great. So we talk a little bit about just the things that you can do to help relieve stress and distractions by taking care of yourself. So with that being said, episode number 194 of Stream of Thought. We hope you enjoy. <laughs> You look like you've had a long, long day. It's been a long weekend, my friend. What is it exactly? Because I could tell by the look on your face that there was something that had you feeling quite uh, perturbed. I don't know if it was just life in general or was there uh, some type of technical difficulty that you were dealing with a few moments ago or what? So, so it's kind of the culmination of that. I don't know. Maybe you can speak to this a little bit better. Um, I get overwhelmed when I have multiple, multiple stimuli kind of coming at me from many different directions all at the same time, just kind of crashes down on you. So kind of for me, it was, I had the service today that I had to do, um, I had uh, a conversation with Joe. I had a couple of wedding calls that I had to make. Still haven't gotten to my conversation with Victor in Chicago, talking with him about possibly doing a wedding for a couple that he's legally representing right now. Uh, in addition to, like, there's there's like seven or eight different things that are going on right now. Like, Joe's asking for a lot of different documentation and stuff like this. All these stimuli are kind of flowing in my direction right now, and I'm just, I am so overwhelmed. Have you experienced that, though, where suddenly there's like seven or Every eight different day. things? Oh, not necessarily from people, but just from things that I need to get done. So, no. I'll say, well, yeah, th th that's totally different. I'm, I'm, talk I'm talking about, like, interpersonal communication. No. Like, that's that's where I come from. It's like, the the side stuff, like... Taking care of chores or errands or other random stuff like that, that doesn't really bother me. It's when I have to communicate with, like, eight different people over the course of two hours it just becomes super overwhelming. So I wasn't sure if you could resonate with that at all. I can't remember the last time I had to do stuff like that where you're in constant communication with several different individuals that have almost – you know, no relation to one another. It's all, they're all completely separate things for the most part. Uh, and I, I do not recall actually, uh, actually probably, it probably would have been when I was working downtown Chicago for a company that, for the company that managed snow removal and landscaping for different franchises like Walgreens and Sherwin Williams and Home Depot and everything. Because as the operations manager, you're talking to the companies that are doing the work, and then you're also talking to the assistant managers or store managers who are getting the work done. 
And so sometimes it's hard to keep track of who you're talking to. And, and sometimes you're talking about, you know, obviously with the store managers, you're just strictly t- talking about service if anything is messed up. But for the affiliates, you could be talking to them about service or you could be talking about contracts they have to sign or maybe they're missing a payment. And it's like, wait, who was I talking to? What was their issue? Oh, yeah, they're missing a the pay. Wait, no, that was this person over here. And it does get a little confusing. But I haven't had to do that in a long time. Well, dude, yeah. And and that's one of those things that kind of it, – it kind of harkened me back to like the pre-gambling addict person that I was kind of at that, that seminal moment where all, all the stimuli was coming in at once and I just became so overwhelmed because like it's more than just kind of addressing a single problem within a periphery. Different people have different questions, but it's kind of the same area. So I've got family, I've got my mom's business, I've got my ministry, and then I've got, you know, all, all the other random stuff that I've got to do as well that are all coming to me in a, a particular moment. So yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm like, I'm, I'm feeling, I'm feeling it, dude. I, but I do you like... think that everything that has been happening today... Is this something that you used to do regularly and you hadn't done it in a long time and so now it's difficult? Or does this uh, type of correspondence happen every so often uh, where it's not something that you do on a regular basis? I guess my question is, this type, what you're describing, at one point in your life, did you do it on a regular basis so it wasn't as difficult and now you're thrown out of loop? Or is this a completely separate experience? I think, like, before, I used to expect it. It was something that was kind of, it could happen, it might not, it might, but I I kind of had my mind mentally prepped for that moment of when everything kind of came together. Whereas here, right now, dude, I mean, I'm kind of flying by a shoestring. I I don't necessarily know what's, what's going on. But then suddenly, you know, between the emails, the phone calls the church service, all this other stuff. Like it suddenly comes together on a, on on this day. And I think to myself, oh, I was totally not prepared for that. I see. So I'm feeling a, a element of frustration because if I had had any idea that all of these things coming out of the blue, obviously this podcast was not one of them, but it just added to that kind of contributing factor of all these other things piling on, piling on, piling on. I already have this kind of space dedicated to record this podcast, and yet at the same time, I'm experiencing these other demands that are pulling me in other directions and kind of draining my own personal um, energy. It's like, why couldn't this get spread out over the last seven days? It all had to culminate to one day. (laughs) This entire week has been relatively quiet, too, which is kind of crazy. We're now suddenly, yeah, all all of it's happening at once. And so it's like, yeah, I, I probably should have expected something like that. Weekends, especially when it comes to ministry, are always more complicated. But, dude, I just, I'm so drained right now. I just, every, like, everything, trying to just keep everything straight because I'm, I'm trying to like tidy up documents and stuff like that just to make it easier for me to reference things. And speaking of, um, that's, that, that's totally gone out the window. But anyway, when you mentioned emails, I immediately thought of your, uh, you know, the sacred space 
But that was so funny when you said that. You know, this is my sacred series. How has that come along? Have have there been any uh, further infiltrations, or what is going on with the emails? Uh, surprisingly, no. It's kind of been relegated. It hasn't been passed on to other like scam organizations yet, so I've have been able to kind of either block or unsubscribe. So that has been a little easier. Still dealing with kind of. I, it was not as bad as I thought it would be. I think that's that's the main takeaway that I have. That's good. And Google does a great job of blocking spam. But then also, like you said, you know, when Joe had signed you up for these, obviously they're going to come to your inbox. I had a similar experience where I had signed up. I can't remember what it was exactly. I think it was like when I was looking into teaching. I was on some website and I put in my email and it, because it asks like, oh, do you want to be updated for any potential opportunities? I'm like, yeah, for sure. Dude, left and right, I was getting emails from all these different uh, educational institutions across the country. And, you know, you get the email and it's that, it's that uh, very generalized, one size Gen- fits generic, all yeah. email. And, um, you know, hello, Victor. Thank you for showing interest. Blah, 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 blah. You know, let me know right away. Ezra or Betty or John. It's like, I know this isn't a person. Like, they just throw a name out there. And I had to, uns- I was unsubscribing from so many. I mean, I don't know, 20, 30, 40, 100. I have no idea. But when that happened so to me, liter- I thought. So you literally took the time. Anytime an email came through, I would click the, you know, scroll to the bottom and click unsubscribe. How'd that work for you? It worked out very well. I don't get any of those emails anymore. I rarely I get spam emails. I rarely get spam emails. It took a while. It took a few weeks. But the amount in the inbox was less and less and less. And I can't remember the last time I got one. Now when I get one, it's like, oh, how did you slip through? Because that was from maybe a couple of years ago. <laughs> But I thought, oh my goodness, what what have I done? Dude, that that gives me some sense of comfort because I was kind of scared. I haven't seen too many spam emails the past week, but... I've been getting some spam if, text if you... messages where it's a Dude, text message yeah, that goes that to too. you and like 20 other people. And you're all, like all the numbers are on, the, like you can see all the numbers. And they say a lot of, a lot of them, some of them that I get... It says something like, you know, in order to properly track your United States Postal Service package, click this link. I've gotten a few of those. And that's usually just from like a single, uh, it's just between me and whoever's trying to scam you. But then sometimes I get a text message where it's a random email and, you know, another 10 telephone numbers or emails are in it and the body of the text, I don't know what it says, uh, I don't think it says anything. I think it's just one of those like bitly links, you know? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. And I just delete those right away. But actually what happened to me, for some reason, I don't know why, but I decided to go on Twitter because I still have a Twitter account. I have not used Twitter in years. Really? Yeah. I have not used no, it no, in no a Twitter. very okay. long time. Actually, I see here, I did 
just for the hell of it, I did update my background photo and my thumbnail. So my thumbnail has is a picture of me with short hair. Uh, but the last time that I tweeted was September 1st, 2017. And uh, the, anyway, that day that I logged on, something happened because I was looking at tweets. And I was like, what the hell? And it was the same tweet, like 10 or 15 of them in a row. And each of those tweets, it tagged other people who followed me. And so I don't know if something happened where if it was just by luck that that day happened to be the same day that I logged on and looked because it said like 11 minutes ago or if me going on somehow activated it. But I didn't sign on or sign – I don't think I signed in or signed out because it's always logged in. I just have the app in my phone, but I just never click on the app. By the way, um, totally random thing. I could totally be missing this. Your hair – it it seems like you're missing your fin. At the it top is of your head. very funny that you say that because I thought to myself, I wonder if Rick's is going to notice, and I thought, no, he's not. So I ran out of the. Well, you start talking about hair, so of course, I, yeah. I ran out of the uh, like the wax that I use, and I got this other stuff, but that stuff sucks. I used it a couple times. I'm going to return it. So I didn't put it in my hair this morning, which is why I don't have any product in my hair. <laughs> it would normally be. It would uh, normally be. Can, it looks. It looks way. It looks way shorter than I've seen it before. Well, it actually, to... I did get my hair cut. Uh, I think I got my hair cut a few days ago. I think I don't because well, we recorded four days ago. Yeah. So. I may have gotten my haircut the day after that or that same day. Okay. I was like, oh, there, there's something different about you. I noticed that when we logged on and then you mentioned hair. I was like, oh, that's what it is. Yep. Yep. I, uh, yep. I have to get my haircut now like every four to five weeks. And it's kind of nice because when you get it cut, it feel you feel refreshed and renewed. However... It's, you know, another monthly bill that I don't care to pay for. The only reason, like, I have hair in my mind is that yesterday, because I've mentioned that we have our family barber from Five Corners who still comes over. So I was like, okay, so I think it was, like, March 14th or something like that. So over, like, eh, about a month ago, less than a month ago, actually, uh, we got our haircut. And then I was told... This weekend, literally in the morning, oh, by the way, the barber's coming by to cut the family's hair if you want to come by and have your hair cut. It's like, it's just been three weeks. Are you serious? Three weeks? And we're having our hair cut again? I, I don't know. It, it was kind of Three weeks is me. real quick. I, think, I thought so. I think four weeks is real quick. I can go six weeks. I can take it up to six. Generally, with short hair, it's four to six weeks. Four, Dude. I like because it keeps it fresh. And then people who get the who people who get their hair faded, or sometimes they get it styled like a certain um, like the, with the design in their hair. You got to go every week one one to two weeks. So three weeks for just a 
you know, just a, a standard haircut. Standard haircut. Yeah. That seems you could extend that another three weeks and still be okay. And I, I was so used to, especially when I was living up in Minneapolis, I, I would not cut my hair for anywhere from two to three months. Like I could go up to three months. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be kind of like grody and stuff like that. I could handle that though. But it's like if my hair's short already, I just don't like. There's this this cognitive distance. Why am I Why am I getting things tidied up three weeks afterwards? My my hair is not long enough. So. Yeah, that was that was kind of a, a trip. Especially with the growth that happens in three weeks. I mean, you're probably just getting these tiny little hairs all over you in the inside the fibers of your shirt. It's still, regardless of how many showers you take, you're still going to find them on the bars of soap. You know, three or four days later, <laughs> yes. it's completely unnecessary. But then so you got to ask yourself, well, if you don't get your hair cut now. When's the next time she's coming over? Maybe like, oh, let's. I'll come over in, right now because I can't do it for another eight weeks. That is exactly what I was thinking. I was like, better safe than sorry, because I mean, I'm I'm heading out to do weddings in like July, so I'm sure it's going to be before then. But at the same time, you know, all the meetings, all this other stuff, just better safe than sorry. So she does. It's a woman, right? If I remember correctly. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. she does all five of, or well, Lizzie's not there. So she does the four of you, or is it just you, Robert, and Dad, or just, or what? The the men of the men of the family. Okay. Yeah, got it. She ended up leaving. Gosh, it was back in like 2010 or something like that. And so for 10 years, she like, and this was after I was gone to New York and Minnesota stuff like that. So now that I'm back in the area. I discover, yeah, she's still she's still doing it on a regular basis. And then my brother tells me that, and I don't believe this, but he's he's like she came by every other week, every other week to cut hair. When really while you were in New York, she said. Yeah, well, my brother said that for the past five years, seven years, or whatever, it's always been every other week. It's like. That doesn't seem right. I mean, even when I was living back at home. But would he, I mean, I don't really, I mean, I know your brother pretty well, but do you think he would say that just to mess with you or just to, you know, spew some BS just for this, no, just for his own he entertainment? Loves, he loves, dude, he loves proving me wrong. And so he was, he was absolutely certain that this was the case. I don't believe it. I still haven't seen any data to like prove that but and when you said that i was thinking you mean she just drives over and knocks on the door and maybe you guys are home maybe you're not just hey you guys need a haircut like what does that mean she would come by every other week or was this well no because pre-arranged because my, my my brother my brother still lives at home so he gives her a call a day or two beforehand to like schedule it so he would know i would think but you know what sometimes it does feel really good uh, to be pampered. Maybe the haircut is completely unnecessary, but I mean, I enjoy the feeling of people work like, of getting a haircut. So maybe that he's not doing anything. Just come over, you know, shoot the shit, have someone cut his hair. It's just. Wanted something to do, maybe. The experiences that I've had, and and our barber doesn't do this, but it just it sounds like just having somebody be able to like 
you know, run run their hands through your hair and just to feel I don't know what it is. There's like a soothing feeling. Dude, I loved like, getting oh. lice checks in elementary school. Bro, <laughs> I did too. They go I, through I, your hair with those little chopsticks. <laughs> it felt so nice. It's super cringe to like acknowledge it because at the time, the thing that I remember is everyone was like, why do we have to do this? This is so stupid. Blah, 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 blah. Negative, negative, negative. And I'm like, I kind of like it. Just the, the rubbing through the hair, like yeah, massaging the scalp yeah. as you're doing it. They like, do oh, that at is... – uh, when I was getting a haircut at a salon, I got a free haircut and uh, they did uh, – then I understood. I was like, okay, I completely understand now why women will spend, you know, a bunch of money on a cut because this is amazing. It's an experience. And – Dude, I mean the the, yeah. the cut that I I think I mentioned this to you one time before where they needed a hair downtown Chicago they needed a hair model because people came in the company that supplies all of the products had people come in to show their stylist stuff and so I got my hair cut in front of the stylist by people who go to like New York and who go to New York and Paris for fashion week and so I, I this is probably like at least an hour long that I'm getting my hair cut and there was so much care and it was absolutely amazing. And you know, you know how they, sometimes they spray your hair with water, you know, so it's easier to cut. So he does that, but then they took some type of like lotion or oil and rubbed it on my scalp and along my hair. And it had like this, uh, it was tea tree oil, a cool, refreshing eucalyptic like sensation and oh man, I just melted in my seat. I just melted in my seat. And then, you know, what they do uh, is afterwards they rinse that out. And so they have you sit back um, in a chair with your head, you know, those special sinks that they have, and they just run warm water through your head. Mm. And it's absolutely amazing. Yeah, it's yeah. so nice. Which I don't think I told you when I went to. Uh, when I was in Newport Beach with my mom, she was like, oh, uh, she said how she usually gets like a pedicure every, I don't know, once a month or something like that. She's like, you'd really like it. You don't have to get nail polish, but uh, she's like, your brother, <laughs> when I saw, you know, when I saw your brother, we went and he liked it. And so I went with my mom and we got pedicures. Dude, it was absolutely amazing. So nice. They your feet are are soaking in warm water, and then they they uh, you know they rub some lotion on your feet, and they have the uh, I can't remember what it's called uh, like the pumice or well I have like this little pumice rock, but they had like this actual it wasn't like a pumice rock, but it was like to get any just dead skin off your feet. You know how um, which I. Uh, uh, what's it? What's it called when you are doing that to yourself on like your arms or on your back? Or, exfoliate. Yes, exfoliate. Exactly. There's something to exfoliate. Yeah, yeah. Help exfoliate your feet. And then they had different, uh, like, uh, different salts. These different salts in, inside of like a in a gel that they would and it would ru- they would rub it on your. There was like a green one, and they're rubbing it pretty much from the foot up halfway up to the shin, maybe three quarters. And then there was, like, another one that was yellow. And then they, like, put this 
lotion and then they wrap my legs with a uh with a hot towel and it was just it was awesome dude i i i will admit i have had that once before really the the spa the spa treatment yeah yeah yeah, yeah. once before and i was like oh man this is amazing i will say though nothing compares to a good back massage like my my brother actually just had one uh this past week and it was a friend and she said hey come in i'll do i'll do a, a complimentary back massage and then afterwards he's like i have not felt this relaxed in years and i was like oh dude <laughs> that just brings back so many memories it is so true though you get a good back massage and you just Yes, no, I don't know if you're thinking dirty. No, right no, now. I'm laughing because I was laughing, thinking but... when you said, when you said my brother, when you said, my brother said, I have not felt this relaxed in years. My thought was, bro, tell me when was the last time you felt relaxed? <laughs> <laughs> I got to know this, but yeah, no, it's great. The back massages are great. I really would like to do a spa day where I, I would like to start with the haircut get the pedicure, manicure, back massage, back massage, sit in a hot tub, do a sauna, the work, spend like 10 hours just pampering myself, going, have an itinerary. I want to develop, create an itinerary and create a whole day out of it. As, as like not masculine as it sounds, I would like, I would love, I would love that just to release the tension from everything because i mean i'm a super tense person i know that you've got tension too it's like just to find a way for somebody else to help with the whole excreting all the negative yeah. stuff that's in your body is yeah i think it'd be cool to go to a uh i mean they have those i don't know where they are whenever i think of them i just think of gangster movies or a, a scene where they go see you know, the head of the Russian mob or wherever. And they're always in a bathhouse. These people, you know, in the movies that have the power, they go to them to ask permission or money or to a pot or something. Yes. It's they're yeah, always yeah. in a bath. If they're not in a bar, they're at a card table. If they're not at a card table, they're in a bathhouse. True that dude. You know, that is so fucking true. Yeah, and that was that actually was the one promise that I made to myself before I ended up getting let go at uh, the company in Minnesota, was that I would I would make sure to have a weekly or biweekly massage therapy session or something like that just to you know work everything out because get all that negative energy I, out of there. Get all that negative energy because you just feel happy afterwards. Like you just feel at peace. You feel very. Because toxins, they it's toxins will, uh, what's the word? You know, they they'll group group together and stick onto parts of your body inside the muscle, which is why they tell you to keep drinking water because everything is broken up, and you need to drink water so it gets you know so it just gets all flushed out. But then the muscle condenses, though, and so it, it keeps it in there. So unless you have a way to, like, break apart the muscle and release those particular, I don't know what they're called, like, atoms or ama. whatever it is. The Sanskrit word is called ama, which is exactly that. It's you. the negative. I believe, I can't remember exactly. I believe it 
is both the physical impurities but also the ethereal negative energy or it might just be the ethereal negative energy i can't recall but that's what it's called it's called ama it's the negative it's i guess you can say the uh the dross that is inside your body that you need to just get rid of i think that's so true i think we all need that imagine imagine if all of us were able to get like some sort of massage or some way to like relieve muscle tension stuff like that just to let all that stuff out like whether it's whether it's metaphysical or whether it's actual pollutants in the body just to like let them out i feel like we'd all be happier i feel like that should just be a public service man i feel like we'd all be happier if eve never bit into the apple because i think about that sometimes (laughs) I think about that sometimes where, you know, you you do something out of the goodness of your heart and it feels really good. You don't need anything in return, just doing the act of service. And you think like, oh, uh, you know, I wonder, you know, what would the world look like if nobody was greedy? You only took what you absolutely needed. There would be no need for money. If there was some type of structure where... You could build a society where it's like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, we'll, we're going to go ahead, you know, bartering. If everything was bartering from, you know, coconuts and bananas to, okay, I'll build your house, but you need to do my taxes for the next, you know, for the rest of my life. Stuff like that. I'm like, oh, there was something like that. It was called the Garden of Eden. And then everything got screwed up once they bit into the apple. <laughs> yeah i'm I'm not gonna comment i mean i'm the, making a the, joke the i don't actually implication be- i i know that. <laughs> but dude yeah it's so easy it's so simple it it just feels like it should be accessible to all of us dude you I know just... what is also so easy and so simple and it should be accessible to all of us are stairs stairs next to the elevator i can't tell you how many times i go into apartment buildings and the elevator is taking too long, so I'm like, oh, not a problem. I'll just take the stairs. Where the hell are the stairs? Why are the stairs not located right next to where the elevators are? <laughs> it drives me nuts. Bro, it is the most frustrating thing. Like, I, I totally feel you. I, I never actually think about that too much, but it is always something that is so frustrating. Totally. And then sometimes I uh, will take stairs and I walk out. I'm like, what the hell? How did I end up out here? What happened? What what street am I on? What is going on? How did I not get back to the lobby? Dude. And typically those are the same apartment buildings that have, I think I've told you before, that have floor plans that are completely different from the floor that is above and beneath it. So you look at the directory on these ele- when you walk out like okay where am i going hmm i see what they've done here okay this is this is on the third floor this unit is 310 on the second floor this unit directly below 310 is 245 on the fourth floor directly above 245 which is then 310 and then the fourth floor you have you know 450 it's like what the hell how do you come up with these floor plans I don't understand. Dude. And then some of them, you walk into a building and it says something like, you know, 400 through, you know, 420, go right. 421 through whatever, 440, go left. It's like, okay, well, I'm trying to get to 450. So where the hell is that? 
and then you you're walking in a fucking circle and you realize if you just turned around and walked 10 feet there's the there's the room that you're looking for and i wonder i actually wonder because that kind of resonates with people who have come before the whole pandemic when our door was open people who came to our front door asking where a certain office was where like it's either like super inconvenient to see and so you you'll walk by it like three or four times and not be able to actually see the actual suite number and then other people who just can't read and are like is this the place i'm supposed to be uh, i don't know because there's not a good place for orientation as to where i should go in this entire building i'm just wandering around and i'm assuming well Seems seems like a good place to go, so I'm gonna I'm gonna check. Right, it's just like Bro. what the heck is going on? And so, so many times I've had it happen where, I mean, I'm if it was not for just all of the for the confusing layout or clear instructions on how to get to someone's apartment, it's like I've just wasted 15 minutes of my life trying to navigate this building, dude. Tell me about it. And I went to a building. If you're in L.A., I think it's 700 North Kings Road or 730 or something like that. You walk in the building and the floors, it's kind of – do you remember uh, what was the mall? Woodfield Mall. You know how like Woodfield Mall – it's not like first floor, second floor. I mean they have that but you have these ramps so you have like these kind of – floors that are in between almost it's structured like that yeah so you could be walking down this little hallway where the unit numbers are in the 200s but then if you go up three steps then pretty much this it it is pretty much the same floor then there's like 300 it's like but the elevator there's stairs next to the elevator the elevator goes to floors one two three four whatever but the stairs only go to only go from floor one to floor two so if you want to take the stairs from floor two to floor three you have to walk through this maze to find this other magical stair set that will take you instead of instead of just going you know directly stopping at every floor it's very confusing (laughs) i don't appreciate it and so frustrating too totally unnecessary it feels like there's got to be a better way there's got to be a better way i feel like when i'm doing these postmates deliveries I need a map and a freaking compass just to get to their place. And it's so, dude, it's so annoying. It's, it is beyond frustrating when you go into an apartment complex that is, you walk in and you right away, you know, you're going to be spending 10 or 15 minutes trying to get to the place. And they don't give you clear instructions in the notes on how to get there. And dude. then one time I called the guy and I was like, oh, I don't really know how, how to go. He's like, oh, well, you just go up the, up the elevator and then you kind of walk down. the. It's like, dude, give me a pla- Give me exactly what I need to do. Don't just tell me go up the ele- – like you're being very vague. This does not help me. I have, I have come in, into uh, encounters with a lot of those people who – yeah. It's just – Especially working at BSF. Yeah, <laughs> people, people, people who would walk in is like, well, they said it was on the street, but they didn't say what building, and the building isn't quite clear. So yeah, that's freaking yeah, it is pretty totally, totally unnecessary. Yeah, but the worst is when you have uh, 
when you have a, a dress and I mean, there's one, uh, there's one over here where, you know, you have the address says, let's just say whatever, 7,000 Franklin, but really the entrance is right around the corner on the other street. So for some reason it has, actually, I think my next door neighbors back in Glen Ellen, I believe that's how it was. Because before, when that house, their house was a, the address was whatever, 870 Smith Street. But then, like 20 years ago, when uh, they knocked it down and rebuilt the house, for postal reasons, they kept the address the same, even though the front door was now around the corner on Grandview Avenue. Man. That that is seriously the most frustrating thing. That only people who actually have to like deal with there's that, no way to know that or like unless you are, no unless you know it. have the experience. Like I go around doing Postmates stuff, and sometimes I get a I'll have to pick up from a restaurant or go to a certain apartment complex, and I think, man, I would I feel bad for whoever is going to this place for the very first time because you figure it out after afterwards where to park, where's the ble- the best place to get in the build like whatever just random things or shortcuts here and there but one of the things that i have found to be very relaxing uh was when i'm driving around i don't listen to music anymore really i have eliminated one of the distractions which i if i i have identified reasons why i get upset that are inside of my control and uh, listening to music is one of them because, one, when I'm, on, when I'm driving around – and this is, for the most part, specifically to when I'm doing deliveries. If I'm just driving around to go to the park or run an errand, not that big of a deal. But because you have st- – oh, my goodness. Yes, absolutely. You have so much stimuli, not necessarily with people, but with gadgets and gizmos. And you're having to watch the road. You're having to watch, um, make sure you're going to the right place on the phone. Maybe an order comes in. Then you have to look like, do you want to take the order? But then you go over a bump. And so the cigarette adapter uh, Bluetooth skips. And now your music isn't connected. And so now you're trying to like figure. And it's like, Victor, you're about to crash into a telephone pole. Like, chill out. And so I've just, com- I've decided to just completely eradicate uh any type of music while I'm driving around can, doing deliveries. Can I ask what that experience is like? I, I can't imagine not having stimuli. I, I Bro, just like while I'm driving, it's I always so have so relaxing. Really? It's so nice to just not have anything. No podcast, no music, no books on CD or tape. You're just driving. That's kind of a scary thought. I don't know. Try it I, out. For me, I like, <laughs> dude, but I mean, like, I don't know, maybe it's subconscious or whatever. I, I've come to terms with it, that being alone with my own thoughts is always a very scary thing because you never know where my mind's going to go. So it's Well, that's why I like it too, because it forces, I, it forces me to go inward and I, I think about life and I think about where I am. And so it's. It's nice because I'm also able to reflect a little bit. I don't have all that mm. noise in the background. I can focus on the task at hand. 
Well, especially too if it's just driving as opposed to like being like being in an airport or something like that. Right. Like dri- driving, you're by yourself. There's no one else who, aside from like other traffic around you, there's no way for you to be interrupted by your own like internal thoughts. Exactly. And you can be more aware of your surroundings. You have to be so- because now between you know I you have what I call uh, the the golden hour of death. It's really a two-hour time frame, but I like to say that you know the, the, the golden hour, the golden of hour death. of death, which is typically between four thirty and six thirty, where if you're driving west, good luck not hitting a pedestrian or getting into a car crash because you have this blinding light that you have uh, preventing you from operating at full capacity because you can't see what's in front of you. You are essentially driving into a white light. I've had that a few times. Had that happen a few times, and it's like I would think if something happens, if you get into a car crash, like that has to be a legitimate excuse. I was driving under this. I was driving within the speed limit. I didn't mean to, you know, hit this or whatever the case is. This was an act of God. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I don't disagree. I'm uh, like my mind is kind of I'm I'm trying to process all of the things. That well, you just the said reason because... that's so predominant in my mind right now too is because one of the things that I've noticed out here in LA is that you can see great sunsets because in the suburbs, I mean, if you're driving around in the suburbs, right? Uh. You don't you don't have as much open sky as you have out here in L.A. Because, one, you don't have big, bushy trees. The, most of them are palm trees. Big-ass, super-tall, skinny palm trees. But also, there are so many areas that you can drive where you're above sea level. And so you just see open sky. And then you have all these main roads... Franklin, Sunset, Beverly, Melrose, they all go east and west, these main arteries. So, like, I'm always driving on those roads, and now that the clocks have changed and we're going into, you know, we're in spring and we're going to be going into summer, now I'm noticing it. Because when I started doing deliveries in October, I think the clocks had changed or they had just changed, but we were also going into, you know, we were approaching halfway between the summer and winter solstice. And so... It's a lot more noticeable now. Dude, yeah. I I don't know. It, it's weird when you try to reorient yourself from previous behaviors to something that can be a little, little, little safer, a little more, um, I don't know, peaceful, maybe. I don't know. Do you feel more at peace after doing this? Absolutely. No, you're saying getting rid of the, like, the music? Yeah. Yeah. Just, like... Where, like, I'm assuming that you come to certain, like, personal I mean, I still listen to music. Like, like I said, when I'm driving around or if I'm going off somewhere to do something personal, I'll still listen to music sometimes. But it's specifically when I am making deliveries that I don't bother with. Oh, and also, this is actually another big thing. Because I listen to Spotify, and I have it connected, like I said, through an adapter wireless that goes to the cigarette 
dude, this computer stopped burning CDs like four years ago. I'm a CD guy. Oh Bro, I'm a, I'm a CD guy because I know what I'm in for. And all I have to I do know. is touch one are. button to go to the next song. Whereas Spotify, you got to scroll, right? If you're listening to one yeah. of the playlists and you don't like a song, you have to hit it, face recognition. Oh, wait, type in your code. Let me make sure I don't run this red light. And it's, it's a pain in the ass. I like the CD as a driver. I much prefer the CDs, but because I have a laptop that is, I don't even know, 12 years old, it stopped burning CDs like four years ago. And one of the things that it said to do to fix the problem is, you know, update the iTunes, do something. And I'm like, I can't take that risk because I don't know if my computer will be able to handle any type of update whatsoever. <laughs> there were, I will be honest and say that there were a couple of apps that I chose not to to continue to update because I was scared how they would interface with all the other stuff that I was doing. It's like just keep it as it was, you know. But Dude, speaking of apps, well, and the phone thing too. So, as you know, I have the iPhone 10. I had the iPhone 5 regular from May 2013 through June 2019, I think is when I got the, the new... Yeah, June 2019. So I skipped so many models because I just kept it until it, it couldn't be reliable. I still have it, though. I still have it. And the other day I was using it because I had to, like, record something on it while I was... I had to record audio on it while I was recording video of myself on my phone. And I look at the screen. I'm like, oh, my goodness. When I got the iPhone 10, I thought, game changer. I love the, the this the size screen that I have. It's a bigger screen, obviously, but it's not in your face, like like a, when you get the plus or the whatever. So I like the size, and it was a game changer, especially when you're looking at photos. It's like wow. I was using my iPhone five, and I thought, wow, this is kind of cool. It feels miniature, and I I almost have this prediction. That we will go from the big phone back to the miniature because it's so concise and you look – and it's so weird to look at the apps. They're all so much closer together. You don't have as many rows, but it just feels so efficient and slim and sleek and sexy. And I don't know. I just thought of that when you said app because it triggered like, oh, I remember seeing the apps on my old phone. How they're so much closer together and smaller. Dude, that, that is the one thing that I really hope when it comes to, like, cell phones in the future. That they're able to, like, reduce it to, like, the 4S size. Where it just, it can fit in your side pocket or something like that. You just shove it in there. Don't have to worry about anything else. It has all the same features. More processing power. But, dude, yeah. And then, uh, I'll just say this real quick and then we can wrap it up with the cell phones. But I'm a fan. I like phone calls. I think – I feel like people think I'm weird if I want to make a phone call rather than text them because you're on the phone or I should say you have the phone, right? And then text messages came out and so now we're texting and it's like, no, I want to see you. And so then FaceTime came out but then I'm like, this – I don't really like FaceTime. 
But then I feel like, well, that's a little bit of a hindrance. Let's just go full circle and come back to just talking on the phone because it's so much more efficient. Let's say if you're walking down, if you're walking around, right, you're walking down the street, you're preoccupied, either FaceTime or text messaging, you're not paying attention to what's around you. But the phone call, you just pop in the earbuds and you have, you know, a full visual of everything that is around you because you're not looking at a screen. And that's why I like Dude. phone calls when I'm out and about as opposed to like texting or whatever. So with that being said, episode number 194. Until next Until time. Until next time.